0: The Bills pump the brakes on Miami as the best team in the NFL, letting everyone know it's no longer the Dolphins' division to lose. Josh Allen throws four TDs as the Bills route the Finns 48 to 20, handing Miami its first loss. Tua, how are you feeling after that defeat?
1: It's very good because I would say it's it's also very humbling for for a lot of people um, to be able to to have the highest high, and then you you lose in in a, in a manner like this, and. Uh,
2: yeah, it' very humbling, and it's and it's, you know, for some, it's much needed.
0: All right, Shannon, look who stopped by to outdress us all. Our son- ah, love him. No, that's my dog. RFC. What of my dog? What's hell? We,
3: huh. we need to call. We need to have a conversation so we can stay away from the su- same color combo. <laughs> blue, blue. I mean, I think Stephen. A. what? Steve? What? Uh, paying back to Stephen. What he got on? We he got, got on like, black he, and gray. Stephen A cool. Okay. he cool today. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he got, got brown, That's Tom Ford There. I know hey, what that is. You know what that's that, that is. There. Uh, uh, that's P
4: four. I, I mean, you just gonna get, give it to him. I mean, I understand the colors are bright and it looks really nice. It's fly, but I don't. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm good with. I'm good with what I'm wearing. I mean,
3: you, that, that look good. But me and R.C., hey. we got to do a better job of accommodating. We got to – we no. got I got to have on green and he got to have on blue. We, can, we can't have two blue and uh, two blacks or two grays up here. We got to – Shannon, need...
1: it's working. You know, uh, Molly and Steve and they they got their little thing vibing. We got our thing vibing. Like, it's all good. Here's the other thing, I'm too. I'm for the season. Hey, I just
0: want everyone to know I'm in brown. It's a fall color, you know. Okay.
1: I know nothing about fall colors, any of that. I right. feel like you go wear white all year. <laughs> That's right. I wear whatever the hell. You look, don't know I agree fall colors? I, I don't
0: all colors: orange, green, no.
3: brown, no white all year. Get out of here after Probably. Labor Day. No white after That's a, Labor Day. Wear, no, 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 white. No. no white before no. That's a falsehood, too.
0: Shannon, I wear winter white all the time. See? Ain't no such
3: thing. <laughs> <laughs> no Shannon, such thing we're, gonna little,
0: we're gonna have a little conversation <laughs> off air.
1: Um, what were you saying? No, just the, you got to make sure. If you compliment me, you have to compliment Stephen I'm A. He gets saying. into his feelings a little bit, no, 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 Shannon, no, no, no. when you yeah. say nice he things about Tom other Ford. people here.
3: Yeah. Stephen A. How is Stephen A. in his feelings with Tom Ford on him? <laughs> Sensitive kind of... soul. You don't think I know that's <laughs> Tom he Ford. Ford. Wait, you don't think we, I know can that's can Tom Ford, Hold on.
0: Brandy, Brandy, leave that shot. Is that home plate behind Stephen A.? Go back real quick. Caught all you everywhere. <laughs> My goodness. All right, let's get into this. Was this loss actually good for the <laughs> fans?
1: So, in listening to Tua Tonga Valoa, it seems like coach talk, right? Coach speak, that he's saying that this loss was good for the Miami Dolphins. And then, as he gets to the end, he says, for some. That makes me think that he's talking about certain people on the team specifically, certain groups on the team specifically. When you get on this high horse, things begin to change. The way you move around the building could change. The way you approach practice could change. The way you approach preparation could change. The focus that you have on game day can get different. And also, too, you start to feel like it could just happen no matter when and where you walk into a stadium. And so now if you're the Miami Dolphins who it felt like you were on your way to being the greatest show on turf, you were on your way to hoisting the sticky lombardi now you got to dig back in because the buffalo bills has let us have let us know again that the championship or the division championship goes through western new york and that's the buffalo bills shannon go ahead
3: shannon now, for me, I never thought losing was good. I really never got anything, and I understand what he's saying, and I agree with you, R.C. It sounds like coaches speak. And mm-hmm. talking to a guy like and myself, i won 13 games in a row, and i won 12 in a row. And I never once thought, like, man, I'm <laughs> busting my one. butt. I'm putting <laughs> need... extra time in the meeting room. I'm not trying to win no games. My yeah. focus is to doing everything I can to make sure we win these games. Mm-hmm. And so I get from the quarterback position that you're kind of like the mouthpiece of the coach. Well, losing is good. It humbles us. No, nah, bro. No, I want to. I walked on that field with a certain arrogance, a certain confidence that I'm the ish. And I played like it and I met like it and I practiced like it. No, nah, I ain't got nothing out of that. I, I get what he's saying. But when you're rolling like they're rolling RC and Stephen A, bro, yeah, that knocks you down off your perch. And now all of a sudden in the back of your mind, it's got you questioning yourself. When you get 48 hung on you, which mm. could have been easily a 55-piece or a 62-piece because the Bills called the dogs off, now it's got you questioning yourself. Are we really that good? We just gave yeah. up a 48-piece.
4: Right. Let me let me, let me me throw a twist to this, and this is from a media perspective because I don't think that a lot of times media members do the greatest job of explaining to y'all where we get that thought process from. So okay. let's say, for example, R.C. and you, Shannon, and put R.C. and Shannon up here. Let's say, for example, y'all were playing for Miami yesterday, and I walk into that mm-hmm. locker room. If mm-hmm. you're a beat writer, you're covering the team, you're around guys all the time, you see your personality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. you know how they go. You drop 70 yeah. on a team. You feel it yourself, right? And then all of a sudden, not only do you lose the following week, but you get your ass kicked Mm -hmm. to the point where you almost get a 50-piece dropped on you. At that particular moment, we walk into the locker room, and I'll go to somebody honest like RC. I'll go to somebody honest like Shannon, and I'll be like, yo, fellas, what happened today? You know what some of y'all might say? Not you two specifically, but some of y'all might say, we had a couple of cast man, that was feeling themselves. Mm. They dropped the ball. They weren't, they, they weren't on their game because they acted like they want something. I go to Michael Jordan in the last dance when he mm. was talking about how he would treat dudes that came onto the team. Yeah, we the reigning defender champions, but Michael Jordan would look at them and say, Your ass wasn't here like that. <laughs> you ain't. You ain't what got no you ring. Do? What yeah. did you do? You got nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and what that what that says to somebody in the media is that on every team. You have individuals that don't have that mindset that both of y'all articulated. Mm-hmm. And what you lament is the guys that you do share a uniform with that some of them are not like-minded. When you yeah. talk about a true, true team with true champions, usually the mentality is aligned. It's marching lockstep yeah. with one another. And the, where media members come in is that we're very adroit at capturing those who ain't on the same page well, the, as others. And that is what I think Tua was kind of alluding. to. Well, the
1: other, the other piece of it is, is this, too. If you're, if you're Tua Tungvaluwa, it's you can be honest if it hurts. Okay. You can be honest if you're embarrassed, right? Because when you go out and you do allow a team to score 48 on you and they do have to call right. the dogs off of you, it's cool to say, yeah, we put up 70 last week, but this was just as bad we We're in the same place that the Denver Broncos set last week right and and in feeling that it ain't it ain't that it's good, it's that it is an ass whipping, and it is that we got to go check ourselves right and I think Tua was saying that in the way that Tua says it. Obviously, if you ask Shannon or if you ask me, you're going to get it told to you a little bit more plainly than that. right? You're going to get it told to you is that we walked out here, we expected it to happen Mm -hmm. like it had been happening the whole season, and the Buffalo Bills had a different plan. They were the better team. And if we think that that's where we want to be, if this is a team we got to compete with in the division, if this is a team we got to compete with in the conference, we have to be better than we were today. And I think Tua was alluding to that. But I'm just telling you, when I hear for some, right? Yeah. Not for all. Right. When right. I hear for right. some. Right. That means during the week, or I feel like that means during the week, Sometimes I'm looking at one face. cat like, yeah, this wasn't what it was week
3: one. That's right. You see what I'm saying? And so I think exactly. that's kind of the important part of what I'm listening to. Go ahead, Shannon. I agree with everything you guys are saying, but that comes to leadership. Because it was my job when I was in Denver. Mike, if you go back and listen to Mike, he would always say, 84, get him ready. Mm-hmm. That was my job. To make sure, yeah, I'm going to bulljive during the course of the week and I'm going to have fun on the bus and I'm going to have fun in the locker room and at the hotels. But it was my job to make sure those 46 that were going to dress out be ready to play. Yeah, It was going to be make sure during the course of the week, Stephen A, that those guys met. There was no talking on the phone. Uh uh-uh, mm-hmm. There's none of that. Because what do you think you're doing? you at work. What do you think your girlfriend or your wife or your brother, what do you think you are? you at work. Yeah. We come to work. We're going to get that in. So, we didn't have no, well, that was a good loss. Hell no, it wasn't no good loss. Not with the amount of time that I put in. Not with the kind of effort that I put in. And I held everybody accountable. Tua, you make sure. If you see them guys messing around, you hold them accountable. You get them at practice. Hey, bro, this is not good enough.
1: Mm. And the one thing you
3: know about this, when Shannon was playing, they had them
1: Nino Brown cell
4: phones. That's right. So you, <laughs> hey, hey, so you so she, was still gonna see him Cause nigga, sneak no sneak phone, It's kind of You had to hold your phone in yeah. one hand yeah. and, yeah. and yeah.
0: dial it in another. There he is. Exactly. Oh my goodness. There
1: Man. was no sneak, no call home, Shannon. Nobody, know
0: nothing. My goodness. All right. Next, Miami has the Giants and the Panthers, guys. Let's switch gears here. Eye-catching sideline anger from UAB Blazers coach Trent Dilfer, who was seen laying into one of his assistant coaches during his team's 35-23 loss to Tulane. On a fourth and two, trailing by only eight, the Blazers will call for an illegal substitution, resulting in a first down for Tulane. Dilfer was seen yelling at an assistant after the penalty. Stephen A., what's your reaction after seeing this video? And obviously we heard the sound, which we can't play.
4: Incredibly, incredibly embarrassing for Trent Dilfer. You can't be a leader and a head coach and act like that. Um, I won't get into this too heavily, but I'm quite sure R.C. and Shannon Sharp will 100% agree with me when I say if that was a brother on the sidelines acting like that as a head coach. Deion Sanders, if that was Coach Prime, If that was Coach Prime, oh, Lord. Uh, I I mean, uh, it, it would be back page news for days. You'd have people calling for his job or whatever. Personally speaking, I don't know Trent Dilfer that well, but I've always liked him. Um, I know he's knowledgeable about the game of football. He's your former teammate, Shannon. Yes, I know him very well. In in 2000, I'm not casting any aspersions on him as a person. I don't know him, okay? I I know that he used to work here, and I enjoyed the times that I saw him doing his job. All I'm saying is that that is a bad look, bro, and then when you hear the language that he used, to talk to those coaches that way, it's actually a fireable offense to, to, in some people's eyes. Not everybody, but in some people's eyes. I would tell you, he's back-to-back state champions as a high school coach. was pretty damn good. That's why he ended up getting this job. Yeah. I would tell you also, Chris Mortensen, our very own Chris Mortensen here, his son, I believe, is the offensive coordinator. Okay, here, But that's yeah. not who he was talking to. I think mm-hmm. he was in a booth or something. But you cannot... He was 44 and 10 in four seasons at a high school coach, Lipscomb Academy, high school in Nashville. And he's one and four this season at UAB. Maybe he's feeling some pressure. You just can't do that. I'm not going to excoriate the brother. I'm just going to say, you cannot do that. That is a very, very, very bad look.
3: I I think, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. 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 I was going to say this I played with Trent for a year in uh, in Baltimore, and we did win the Super Bowl together. And uh, we've stayed, we've remained in contact since then, so I consider him a friend. But you can't undress your coach like that. Mm-hmm. You can't undress a player like that. Now, in a meeting, if you want to have something to say, some choice words, and I think there's there there's still a bridge across uh, the term crossing the Rubicon, a place that you can go too far, but don't do that publicly, Trent. I'm disappointed that you would do that publicly because you wouldn't want a coach to do that to you. And yeah. that's a man that you're talking to like that, yeah, and you're your 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 the obscenities and, and 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 the vulgarity that you're using and and for the world to see if they had a problem, yes, nobody wants to get a penalty, but that's a situation where you handle that behind closed doors. I think the young man, I don't know his name, I say young man, but I think the man handled it well because there are a lot bro you you can't talk to me like that publicly, bro yeah. you, you hey. Hey, I, I tell people all the Hell time, yeah. R.C. Or my grandmother yeah. gave me everything but life, and she never cursed me. I'm not gonna let another man curse me. I don't care how much power you got, how you hired me, you fi- whatever. You gotta give me that my respect. I'm, I'm, i earned it. Now I'm gonna yeah. get it one way or another.
4: Yeah. And, and, I, and I think, by the way, this language we can't. You know, it's bad when yeah. we can't we, even repeat. We can't even yeah, bleep so, it out. Say? Well, and the, the the
1: other problem is this, though. It's it's the decorum you're supposed to have when you've earned that position, and earning that position, there's a level of respect that you require yeah. from people around you, yeah. and in order to get that level of respect back, yep. you have to show it. And yep. I'm gonna say this about there's ways, that, there's things, there's ways that people talk, right? Like I got, like I don't curse like that, you know? What I mean, like I just never did, and so. If I am in that position and I am speaking to you that way, that means I want to do a certain thing or I'm okay with it happening. When you're speaking to another man that aggressively with those sorts of vulgarities and getting in his face for that other coach to have to have the respect, but to have to behave in a way that at your position, you are not behaving. Yeah. Right. I have to make sure I don't get back in your face. I have to make sure I don't use the same vulgarities with you. I have to respect you. But you've clearly shown not only the players that you're asking me to walk into the room with and command respect from that. You don't respect me, but you've shown the entire world and what's going to happen and what would happen, because I have older kids, is my son would have to ask me, dang, pop, what's up with that? You told me to never let another man treat me that way. And for him to have to accept that and take that, to me,
4: well, it's unacceptable. The bottom line is this. If you're Trent Dilfer, I hope that you survive at this job because you certainly haven't made yourself attractive. Yep for any other program to want to bring you in because this is 2023. That yeah. footage lives. Yeah. Well, yep. they're also,
0: they're also one and four. And I just want to say one thing, and I know you guys didn't mean it in that way, but it's not just to another man. It's to another woman, and it's not just publicly. Yeah, just talking to somebody. Then, that privately man. as well. Don't speak okay. to anyone in that okay. manner. All right, we will leave it there. The beat-ins. And it was a tale of two halves <laughs> after Chicago got off to a fast start behind Justin Fields, 285 passing yards, three TDs in the first half. But in the second half, Russell Wilson threw for three of his own as the Broncos overcame a 21-point deficit to get their first win, 31-28. Through three quarters, Fields had just one in completion with that coming on a Hail Mary attempt. A pair of fourth quarter turnovers spoiled a career day for the Bears' signal caller. Shannon. Would you call that game a Broncos comeback or a Bears collapse?
3: Bears collapse because they had the game. You up 28, you up 28-7. That's the largest that's the largest collapse in, in the Bears history. We know the Bears have been playing football for a very long time. And Fields was great until he wasn't. If you look at the last three drives, they lost a scoop and score that tied the game up. And for some unex, unexplained reason, they go for it on fourth down. RC, why not kick the field goal? You mm-hmm. go up by three, and you force the Broncos to either go get a field goal to tie you, or a touchdown to beat you. Why would you go for it and allow them to do it, To allow them to go down and get a field goal, and then he threw a game-ending interception. So his last three possessions, he goes fumble, scoop and score, turnover on downs, game-ending interception. They collapsed. They collapse. There's no pop. Poss- even if you take if even if you just get the ball, you run it and you punt it. The opposing team's gonna run out of time before they come back and get you. You have to give them opportunities to score on your possessions and do something dumb, which the Bears did, both of those things. Let them score on their possessions and did something dumb by going for it on fourth down. Shannon, I got a question for you. Yes. The year y'all won the Super Bowl in Baltimore.
1: Yes. Was there any point in your life or in that season that if y'all got up twenty-eight to seven, Ray Lewis and that defense gives up enough points for y'all to lose? Never, bro.
3: If we got up seven nothing, <laughs> if, we, if if we didn't, if you didn't get a scooping score, or strip, a pick six. You ain't going to drive no 80, 80 yards. What is that? <laughs> and so my my issue with the Chicago Bears
1: is, Matt Eberflus, what is your specialty? Thank you. Matt Eberflus, how did you get the job? Thank you. Because you're a defensive coordinator. You're supposed to be a defensive mind. If my team goes up 28-7, to 7, I'm walking over to Justin Fields and saying, just don't turn it over. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the headsets with Luke Getze. Let's be smart. We're going to get yardage. We're going to move the football. We're not going to take stupid chances, and we're going to allow Justin Fields to protect the, uh, protect the football against a guy, in uh, the Denver Broncos, who can't play defense no way. They can't stop a nosebleed. And so why are we putting ourselves in any negative position trying to beat this team? a team with Russell Wilson that hasn't been able to score points, that hasn't been able to stretch the field. And so now all of a sudden we're going to allow them to be in favorable positions. And you're right. It's fourth and one going, going there. You get, you you get um, an intentional grounding that puts you back. You have an interception that ends the game. You have a sack fumble that turns into six on fourth and one. Be smart. Let's get points. If we have struggled the entire day or the entire second half to score points, if the fourth quarter has been so bad, let's get points there. And so I do, I, I do think the Denver Broncos had to make plays to put themselves back in position to win this game, but this is 100% solely on the shoulders of Matt Eberflus and the Chicago Bears. Right. They choked. They cracked. They were Stephen A. Smith when he finally had to get on the mound and pitch the baseball. Excuse
4: me. They were worse. Okay.
0: There's home plate again. Oh, gosh, worse. it's haunting home us. Home plate
4: behind me. That's right. They were worse, y'all. I, had, I choked in that one quick moment. You understand? If I had a second chance, it wouldn't be that bad. I can't say the same. This is, Do you understand that we're approaching this right now? October 24th, we're approaching a full calendar year. Since they won a game. Since they've won a game.
0: Yeah. And they've why allowed at least 25 still, points why all 14, 14 losses. Why is everyone still
4: the head coach of an NFL team? I don't know. Eva flu's got to go. Period. And listen, let me tell you something right now. Like you said, because you never listen to me. I love it when you listen to me. Because what do I say all the time? What's your signature? How do you get the job? How do you get the job? You got the job because you were a damn defense coordinator. What are you doing? Yep. They're the 31st ranked defense in the National Football League, second to last. Now you've been to my crib. Is it when the when the, very pivot, nice when the pivot came to the it's house? Very nice house. When the pivot came to the house, Chan one day I'm gonna invite all of y'all over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have comments. You keep saying that. You corn. keep saying that. When is that day? State. It's very nice. When y'all here on a Sunday?
1: It's very nice. When y'all here on a Sunday? When y'all here
4: on a Sunday? The, now basement, you know. now the basement? Now you know. The basement clean. Now you know how many TVs I got in my basement. You got the big joint that got broken down. Not one TV, and I have many in my man cave. Not one TV was on, the Bears. was on this game. Every <laughs> game. I, I'm going to tell you this. The first time this has happened to me in my professional career. I ain't watched that damn game. Not a second. Not a second. I ain't watched the damn highlights. <laughs> I ain't watched the game. I didn't listen about it. I didn't listen about it on the radio. Nothing. Because it. The Broncos versus the Chicago Bears yesterday was the epitome of a waste of time on a Sunday on a Sunday afternoon. I refused. I refused. And sure enough, we see it now. Now, Russell Wilson got nine TD passes this year. Second in the NFL with it, those nine TDs. It, it playing better under Sean Payton. Yep. Playing better under Sean Payton. He yep. only got three turnovers now. Nine touchdown passes. He's playing better under Sean Payton. But forget all that. The Chicago Bears are an atrocity. Yeah. It's one of the top five largest markets in the United States. We know how cold as hell it gets there, okay, at Soldier Field. And to have people coming to watch them, it is just bad. It is but horrible.
3: It but really you, know is. That, you know what they're doing. They're tanking for Caleb Williams because they're going to get the number one overall draft pick, which That's will be Caleb Williams. right now. And – And they got the number one, and they got Carolina's pick, which (laughs) would be Marvin Harrison Jr. So guess what? We're going to rebuild with that. But, R.C., Stephen A., this is where analytics. You see, analytics says going forward on fourth down, you greatly increase your chance of winning. But what analytics doesn't take into account (laughs) that you've done nothing the second half, that you've been stagnant the entire second half. Analytics doesn't take momentum into Mm. account. So yep. it just plugs in some numbers and says, "Well, if you go for it." But you know what? We really haven't done anything the second half. Also, right. you talk about the two worst defenses in football. Neither team can start, stop a park car with a Uzi. So what are we writing <laughs> the
4: Raven about? Why are we surprised they scored 30, 31 points? No, man. Stop the park car with the Uzi. That's a good one. That's a good one, Shannon. That's a damn good one. one. I'm telling you right now, we got to have a segment. I'm telling you all right now. I'm telling you, the EP and me coming out now. We got to have a segment one day taking Shannon's one-liners and comparing them to Big Perk, Kendrick Perkins. We got, we, got to message, we got to see which one got the better one. We're going to have hilarious. to figure that one out. Ah, we got to figure it out. RC, park, coming back? With Uzi. No, he had to leave on that one. He had to leave on one. No, that.
2: he's got to come back. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5X miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.
0: Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one. The majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. It was a rough one for Ryan Clark Steelers. Uh, rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud threw for 306 yards, two TDs. The former Buckeye already has the Texans one win away from equaling their total win last season. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh struggled moving the ball with and without Kenny Pickett, who left in the third quarter with a knee injury. Coach T, what's the deal?
3: Hell oh, yeah, we got to make some changes, man. Uh, that was that was. That was an ugly product we put out there today. And so uh, we're not going to do the same things and and hope for a different outcome. What those changes are, man, we'll put together a plan uh, in preparation this week.
0: All right, Ryan Clark, what do your Steelers need to change?
1: Right now, I want to summon the memory of mean Joe Green and also Mel Blunt. Maybe Jack Hamm. Jack Lambert. Lambert. Lynn Swan. Elsie Greenwood. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Elsie Greenwood. The Chiefs. Old Man Rooney. I summon all of their spirits to now come and take over the 2023 Pittsburgh Steelers. C.J. Stroud's a rookie. D'Amico Ryans hasn't even coached five games. Yet, they were passing the ball to their tailback to let them throw touchdowns against us. It's third and six in the fourth quarter most people who are up 23-7 to would hand the ball off. Not the Texans. In playing an inferior opponent in the Pittsburgh Steelers, they threw a bomb. And not just threw a bomb in hopes that it'd be completed, threw a bomb and it was a touchdown. And as J.J. Watts' numbers were raised into the rafters, and a team in Houston who hasn't even been close to an AFC Championship, we saw Pittsburgh Steelers fall very, very far. This is a sad day for us all. A fairweather fan like Stephen A may leave us. He may jump up off of the bandwagon and join someone else. True story. As of now, I would have rather have played for the Bears or the Broncos. I am done.
0: All right. You went too far with that last line. Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> take, that, take that back. That's messed up. on I know. Hey, but of for real, though,
1: but, like, honestly, the, the problem with this team is no one is being honest with themselves. No one is saying that Matt Canada is no longer the answer offensively, that Kenny Pickett can't push the football down the field effectively. That running sideways does not not allow you to gain vertical ground. And when you play someone like Highsmith and T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, the money that they're getting, Mm -hmm. a rookie quarterback cannot come in and set a record for over 1,200 yards now in his first four games and
4: use you as the trampoline to jump over that mark. Let me say a couple of things. First, let me get this out of the way. T.J. Stroud is special. He the one. This brother's special, all right? He's got star written all over him. And you know who else has star written all over them? D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. The head football coach of the Houston Texans. (laughs) Congratulations to the Texans, an organization that I have excoriated over the last few years because of the trashy way they've treated black coaches. Don't Get Me Started. But these brothers, D'Amico Ryans, quarterback C.J. Stroud, they the ones. It's number one. Number two, just to piggyback because I want to let Shannon get in here, do you know that since Matt Canada became the offensive coordinator – put Ryan – put Shannon Sharp on up on that screen, please. Ryan Clark, Shannon, Shannon Sharp, do you know that since Matt Canada became the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2021, the Steelers haven't had one single 400-yard Not one. game? Not one. Not one. I ain't even pinched. Every other NFL team has had at least four. The Steelers haven't had one. And their offense ranks 29th total offense, 25th in scoring offense. Yesterday, they didn't even cross the 50-yard line. He has to go. I've said this weeks ago. Matt Canada has to go. And last but not least, Shannon, let me read this quote to you. According to Spiro Didis, who does an outstanding job calling football games, um, along with Adam Achilleta, this is what Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, said to them. They're not quite built. Talking about his team. They're not quite built to come back from big leagues. The way we start games is critical. The offensive coordinator said that quote publicly. Why does he have a job? Why is he the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> Shannon, this I ask both of your questions. could be done today.
3: Ye- no. Go ahead. Yesterday. Let me ask you both a question. When he came and sat down in Mike Tomlin's office and he said and he's interviewing for the job. Do you think he told Mike Tomlin? Now, my offense is not built to come from behind with with Mm. team got big leads on us. Mm. You think he told him that? Right. Or he told him, this is what I can do. And this is the type of offense that I can run and we can score. We can put points on the board. We can gain yards. Kenny Pickett is not the, whatever the answer is, if Kenny Pickett is the answer, the question is wrong. Other than you asking, is that Kenny Pickett, the starting quarterback for the Steelers? Unless you're asking that question, then you're right. But if you're talking about a long-term solution, he's not it, right? I'm sorry, RC. He's not it. That offensive line, that ain't it. And you're right, Najee Harris, bro. The steel farms are great, but you're still farming to get back to the line of scrimmage. And that's not, not protect, all your fault. Not blocking for it. They they they've got to do a better they've got Matt Canada gotta go. And RC, I'm sorry. Y'all need to be in the market for another quarterback because Kenny Pickett ain't it. Amen. Here's
4: Amen.
1: I, I I hate doing this, but in 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 watching them play, it doesn't look like an NFL offense. No. To me, that's the biggest problem. Matt Canada was run out of LSU in half a year. And the other piece of this, I like Matt Canada as a human. I like him who he is as a man. But when you can't, if if, if the lowest, if the closest to you is four times for 400 yards, you luck up on 400 yards one day, you hit a couple of bombs, some guys are hurt, you have protection, you get some big plays, they can't create any offense, no matter if it's George Pickens, Najee Harris, any of those people. And then defensively. I'm going to tell you this, sucking, being terrible, being horrible, it's contagious. You catch it locker to locker, and you're starting to see the people who are future Hall of Famers, the people who are pro bowlers and all pros, they aren't playing with the same energy either. And that's the
4: problem that Coach T we, has to fix. Yeah, but we uh, we love Coach T. We know how we feel about Coach T, but we can't completely absorb. It starts with him. him. It starts with him, but we can't completely yeah. absolve him for this other reason, too. What the hell are you doing hiring an offensive coordinator that got ran out of college? If you can't get it loyalty. done on it, there we go. It's loyalty. There it's
1: we the, go. He likes to promote, promote from within the program, I from within that. the building. And Matt I Canada was the works. next guy up. I think Matt Canada had a relationship with Ben Roethlisberger as well as the quarterback's coach. Mm-hmm. And you talk to Ben. You're gonna have that conversation with Ben. I've and said, that's it. I will tell you this. this. Go, go ahead hey,
3: Stephen A. Don't be a slave to loyalty.
4: You keep saying that. Yeah. You keep saying that. I believe it. By, that. The way, by the way, you will remain in chapters. Let, let me add this one right, line this to close up the deal. Get, get. When you're a boss, it's okay to fire people who are unproductive. Yeah. It's not nice. It's not pleasant. You shouldn't have joy in your soul over it, but it is okay. The other part is this, though. like To fire people who Pittsburgh, don't
1: produce. Pittsburgh is a different place. The level of family that happens in Pittsburgh. But they the they produce the, the people, the, the people produced, that work though. there. Are from, it's just such a family. I'm telling you. But they it's produce. harder there. It's, I, I know. I'm it's not trying to give him an
4: excuse. I know that, but it's it's different. But there. I'm saying, but 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 it's but how was the family built? Because they elevated and ascended together. They didn't stay in the muck and mire. They didn't sit up there and say, "We family, we suck, but we gonna stay family." No, you make modifications because we ain't trying to do that. This is Steelers for crying out loud. These the Pittsburgh Steelers looking like hot garbage. That ain't the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, again, they wear no uniform <laughs> and they represent that I, city.
0: All right. <laughs> Do we all feel a little better now we got that off our chest? No! Okay. The muck <laughs> and mire.
1: I was waiting for fire and
0: brimstone. I know. He we went, got slave he went, shackles. He went mire. He he hey, I'm Molly Carum, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. The Niners facing a familiar foe this week as they host the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. San Francisco has been the team who sent Dallas home from the playoffs the last two seasons. But don't bring that up to Dak Prescott.
2: What was the feeling leaving that locker room last January against those guys? I mean, it's obvious.
4: I mean, we're so far past that, to be honest with you, but that's obvious. I mean, You just want to piss me off going into this week, and I appreciate that. I do, actually. I do. Um, Yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that.
0: San Francisco. (laughs) Stephen A., is an angry Dak a good thing for the Cowboys?
4: No. Because if he's angry, he's going to want to go out there and take matters into his own hands. And clearly they have question marks as to whether or not that's beneficial for them to do so. That's really what this comes down to. We walked into this season, the Dallas Cowboys defense, Shannon, they knew what they are. They knew what they were. Even without Trayvon Diggs, they still have supreme confidence in themselves. They know that more often than not, they're gonna be able to shut down opponents, but they're also wise enough to know that at some point it's gonna come down to that quarterback and whether or not he's gonna be able to produce for us when it really, really counts. We know that Dak Prescott is not a scrub. We know that he can play. The question is, can he show up when the moment? calls for it, for him, and he has not been able to do that. Now, when we look at Dallas, I'm sorry, when we look at the 49ers, for example, I'm looking at the 49ers right now, do you know they've only committed one turnover this year? One turnover. One turnover. That is it. And they're top five defense. So they get to the quarterback, they can shut you down, plus they don't beat themselves because Brock Purdy doesn't make an abundance of mistakes. The Dallas Cowboys would ask that that Dak Prescott not do the same. We don't know if he's capable of that. That's what this comes down to. Angry Dak, I don't give a damn how mad he is if I'm the San Francisco 49ers because I have sent him home twice. You're exactly right. They sent him home in the wild card in the divisional round of the playoffs. Um,
3: I'm excited to see this matchup because it's going to tell me a little bit more about the Cowboys because, you see, because, like you said, the 49ers offense, the way they spread you out and make you cover every blade of grass on the field and now we need to see if the Cowboys' offense, because Dak has been in, been able to be in the catbird seat for three of the four games. He's played with a substantial lead, and now we're gonna see if the game is nip and tuck, where every throw matters, every possession matters. We can see if he can, ha- can, he, uh, can he carry this team to a victory. I agree with you, Stephen A. I think sometimes when we get upset or angry or mad, whatever term you wanna use and we play sports, uh, angry and mad is good, but controlled is better. Can he play controlled? That's the question that the Port ers are gonna to want to see. Mm. They're gonna put him to the test, try to get a lead, and says, okay, Dak, win the ball game. We're not gonna give you pick sixes, we're not gonna give you scooping scores, and we're not gonna let your special teams let you start with outstanding field position. And then we'll find a lot more about the a lot more about the Dallas Cowboys. But, and it's also, you know, seven, they're seven of nineteen through four weeks in red zone scoring touchdowns. That's not good. That gets you beat against good teams. Inferior teams, yeah, you win games like you won yesterday, what? 38 to 3, or you win 40 to nothing, or you win like they beat the Jets. But when you play teams like the 49ers, or you play teams like the Eagles, that can score, and they keep you out of the end zone on your red zone possessions,
4: you lose those ball games, Stephen A. Amen. Amen. And and by the way, just as an aside, um, to, to finish a culminating point, I expect them to lose this week, too.
0: (laughs) That was on Sunday Night Football in the Bay. Looking forward to it. Uh, So,
3: if they lose this game, Molly, before we go, Stephen A., if they lose this game, who are they going to blame? Because remember, they scapegoated Kellen Moore last year. The reason why? Because he called that bulljive play at the end of the ballgame where they had Zeke snap it to him, and it was the last-ditch effort. So they mm-hmm. fired that man. Two years in a row, Dak has come up small in the playoffs, and they blame <laughs> Kellen Moore. So if they lose this game, I just want to know
4: who they're going to blame. You see those folks right there, Shannon? You <laughs> <laughs> see those folks on the screen? You see? <laughs> I love it. Let me tell you something right now. (laughs) I keep laughing at him because that wasn't this girl. He got busted. But let me tell you something right now. They're going to blame Dak. They're going to blame Dak, and it'll be the right one to go. You see that look on that sister's face right there? That's that mm. look that says y'all ain't worth a damn. That's what that's about right there. I love it. You know, I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, by the way, the week after, you know, I'm, I am I. got to call the Chargers see if I can get to that game. I mean, maybe play Chargers Monday night. Yeah, you need to come on out here. You do. You do another I'll trip. Uh, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be in town that week. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L.A.'s call. <laughs>
0: Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just <laughs> skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So the Damian Lillard saga has taken a toll on Jimmy Buckets after Lillard was traded for Portland to Milwaukee. Here's how Jimmy showed up to the Heat's media day. Jimmy, how you feeling?
3: Yeah, 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 laugh it up.
2: Questions? I'm the mic.
1: Nah, nah, I'm emo. Leave me alone.
0: All right, so Stephen, he came in as emo, Jimmy. If you saw the full outfit, he had like a long black leather coat, black combat boots, all of that. But as a Knicks fan, can you relate? This guy's out here trying to win a chip. Dame wants to come to Miami. And where is he? Milwaukee. So this is how he's feeling. (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I mean, what, what what the hell is that show on Showtime P something? What, what, what's the name of that show? I don't have a name Bally. that show. Huh? P Valley. With with I mean, I know that's not Jimmy, but my point is that, that, that that's the look. I don't know about all that. I will say this. I respect the fact that he's a bit perturbed, to say the least, because they got no uh, Miami. You ain't going back to the finals with the crew that you got. When Milwaukee and Boston, who is not Boston is not a favorite in the East. You ain't going to the finals with them two in your way. i can say right. that much. That's probably not, Stephen A, not only did he not get Dame, but he strengthened
3: Boston because in trading, Milwaukee trading for Dame, they shipped that true holiday, who then in turn lands in Boston. So now you got three bona fide bucket getters on any given night. JT, JB, and Holiday can lock it down. You got Prozingas. Now they are a little smaller without Robert Williams. So who you gonna yeah. deal with? Yeah. Who's gonna guard Giannis? Who's gonna guard Joel and B. But Jimmy should be mad because yeah. Dame Lillard wanted to come there and he, he seemingly like is. Miami e- emo,
0: I feel like Emo Jimmy's very fitting. He should feel emotional about it. He should I, I, feel I I <laughs> doing his Jim, best.
4: Jimmy Butler's a good dude, but that that particular yeah. Book, yeah. I can't, By the, I the way, can't I can not go from
0: going that s- far. I gotta say one other thing. By the way, P Valley, I don't know that show either. Shannon, so many people hit me up after you saying you Going to be on naked afraid and they thought I was lying, that I didn't know what naked and afraid is. But it's on HBO and I don't have HBO.
3: Well, you
4: need to get it. Stop being Thank cheap. stop being cheap. Guys, I already pay for I already
0: pay for Hulu?
4: So we're going to sit on uh, national television. You're the host of a national for, television show. you going to sit up here and sit up there and you can't afford for, HBO.
0: I pay for Netflix. I pay oh. for YouTube TV. This is now th- I have to pay for Showtime is, This is your HBO? most
4: embarrassing moment yeah. ever. National Molly, TV host. Don't be cheap to yourself, television host, Molly. And she can't afford HBO. Be as cheap you want to. Don't be cheap to yourself, Molly. Don't That's do right. that. That's very
3: guys. unbecoming. I'm so oh disappointed my. in you. You wouldn't oh want to buy the Oh, my beach,
0: gosh. Beach, 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 Naked beach, and afraid better be good, Shannon. Otherwise, I'm going to awesome. be real mad. Okay. Bye, guys. See you tomorrow.
2: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America.